Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Xavier Howard wants out. He's requesting a trade. Arguably the Dolphins' best player. And how did it come to this? And who's to blame for this? There need to be answers. We need to break this down. Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, the Dolphins saga with Xavier Howard takes another turn. The NFL leader in interceptions wants out. He's requested a trade. This one's messy, and I'm not quite sure where the Dolphins go from here. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel Wednesday edition on ESPN 106.3 and a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach in the Phillips Point Towers right off of the hot and steamy Intracoastal. Got a lot to do here in the next hour on ESPN 106.3. Again, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Siri. Hey, Google. Play ESPN 106.3. want to thank everybody for hanging in there with me yesterday as I was doing the show from home. Uh, good news. The daughters are no longer ill. In fact, they are annoyingly energetic and uh, back to normal. Uh, so they had to stay home from school again today, though, because it hasn't been 24 hours without fever. And Coquel, I was initially going to do the show from home again uh, today, just to make sure that I could help out my wife. Uh, but we have someone over working on our power, and because uh, we're trying to get a a, um, a, a little bit of a, a different hookup in our in our home for a couple of appliances, and uh, the power would not have been back on by the time the show started. So then we would have been screwed. You would have had to been tagged in at like the eleventh hour. How do we know that your kids have not tested for a fever within twenty four hours? Uh, like I know how you know. Excuse me. How does the school know? Well, I know. Well, okay. We thought about it. We thought about bringing them to school. Because you're right. How does the school know? But <laughs> I don't want to be that guy who says, get vaccinated, take the proper precautions, and then I'm throwing my kids back into school and they can catch whatever my kids had. Like, I don't want to be that guy. I, had, I actually had a conscience this morning. I explained to you yesterday. See, I'm getting tired of this. There's one <laughs> thing about this show that's really starting to bother uh-huh. me. I impart my, I'm older than you, and I impart my wisdom on you, <laughs> and you don't use it. I if know. you are sick or your kids are sick, bring them around other kids <laughs> so they can take the germs from them. That's how medicine and science work. I don't know why that's medicine, but that's how germs and science works. Chris Coquel, MD. There's your tip of the day. Uh, so Xavier Howard last night uh, comes out with a uh, a letter, and actually a, a well-written letter through his agent, David Cantor. And it basically says, hey, I'm done here. I don't want this anymore. I don't like my contract. I'm not happy. Let's go through some of the excerpts here from Xavier Howard. Again, he have 10 interceptions, the NFL leader last season. He of the second highest paid corner on the Dolphins who held out of mandatory minicamp because he wasn't happy. I've given my heart and soul to the Miami Dolphins franchise since they drafted me in 2016. I want to make it clear I love my teammates. They're my family. But what I've learned is that the business side of the NFL proves organizations don't always have a player's best interest at heart. My experience with the Dolphins the past few seasons has taught me that. In 2018, I signed an extension that I'll admit I didn't completely understand or feel comfortable with. 
and commit that to memory. That's a key point here. I've played on that deal for two seasons and didn't complain, but everyone knows I've significantly outperformed that deal. I'm one of the best corners in the NFL, and the tape backs that up. The assignments I'm giving, shadowing the opposition's best player with little help proves my value and my worth. Yet I'm the second highest paid cornerback on my own team, and it's not even close. We wanted to work things out with the Dolphins. We brought solutions to the table that we felt were win-wins for both sides. These were proposals of adjustments that wouldn't make me feel more respected, but were also cap-friendly, but the Dolphins refused everything that we proposed. That's why I want to make it clear I'm not happy, and I've requested a trade. And with that, Xavier Howard wants to put himself out on the trade market, and the Dolphins have a decision to make. So just to refresh your memory, in 2018, Xavier Howard signed what was at the time the largest contract in NFL history for a corner. The most money per season for an NFL corner. $15.5 million for, per year. Five years, $76.5 million in total for that contract. He was at the time, Coquel, according to Pro Football Focus, he graded out as the 20th best defensive back in the NFL. 2-0, 20th. And the Dolphins went ahead and gave him the richest contract in NFL history for that position. At the time, only the second corner to ever get a deal that had $15 million or more dollars per season on a contract, the other being Josh Norman. So they went into some pretty unheralded territory, some pretty unprecedented territory. Has he outperformed it? Absolutely. But then the Dolphins go out and get Byron Jones and sign him to a bigger contract than Xavier Howard just two years later. Byron Jones, who starred with the Cowboys, who was a top 10 graded pro football focus corner, he comes in, and this appears to be where the strife is. Xavier Howard canned his agent last season largely because he was unhappy with the contract. David Cantor, someone that I actually know, uh, who represents many big names, including Olivier Vernon, former Kane, former Dolphin, he has taken on Xavier Howard's contract. But keeping in mind what we know now, Xavier Howard, who is the sixth highest paid corner in the NFL and the second highest paid corner on the Dolphins, two years in to a five-year deal that used to be the highest paid contract to an NFL corner, who is to blame for this divorce because if Xavier Howard went to the Dolphins and said hey I'd like some more guaranteed money because right now he has the third most guaranteed money or at the time he signed he had the third most guaranteed money in the NFL and that's key I mean that's key and I could see where he feels disrespected with that so the dollars per year that's one thing the guaranteed money that's a whole different thing and they did not pony up to make him the highest guaranteed paid corner in the NFL but also if he went to the Dolphins and said, hey, could you just sweeten the guaranteed money a little bit? And the Dolphins flat out said, no, you signed the deal. Thanks for the 10 interceptions, but we can't make any adjustments on your contract. That's kind of a crappy thing to do. I can see where Xavier Howard doesn't feel good. But I also don't love the Xavier Howard, I signed something that I didn't quite know about and I wasn't comfortable with. Well, wait a minute. Why, why, was, it, why was it signed then? And it also made you the highest paid corner in the NFL. Some things don't add up here. Who is to blame for this impending divorce between Xavier Howard and the Dolphins? Is it Xavier Howard? Is it his ex-agent who he seems to put the blame on 
for his current predicament? Or is it the Dolphins who appear to be not making any sort of offer to make this right with Xavier Howard and pay him like the guy who led the NFL in interceptions last year? Or is it even Byron Jones who comes in and has been the source of the issue for Xavier Howard? Who's to blame for the impending divorce between Xavier Howard and the Dolphins? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And has always tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. And furthermore, what do the Dolphins do now? Do they trade him? Do they try and negotiate with him? Do they just say, sorry, man, we're not doing anything. You're under contract. You can sit if you want, but you're our guy, and we're not dealing you anywhere. What do the Dolphins do now? This is an uncomfortable position. This is arguably the most dynamic corner in the entire NFL. And Coquel, there are a lot of layers to this, but it just seems like it didn't have to come to this. Yet here we are with Xavier Howard 10 picks a year ago asking out. It sucks. It didn't have to come to this. He's got basically no guaranteed money left on his contract. He's made it all. He's got $7 million of injury money, so he'd have to get hurt to get that money back guaranteed. And then the rest is not like it's basically nothing. I don't blame him for wanting guaranteed money. In a sport where your career could be over the next day, why would you ever play, be a top player, and play without guarantees for the next couple of years? So this is about respect, but showing respect with money. This is unlike Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers wanted respect. He wanted communication. He wanted decisions to be run through him. Him not necessarily signing off, but him at least being given a heads up in the case of Jordan Love. Xavier Howard wants his money. But here's my issue. The way that that letter is worded by Xavier Howard, it suggests that he had a problem even before the 10 interceptions of a year ago. That he saw Byron Jones deal and he immediately became surly. He immediately became upset. Never mind the fact that on a year-to-year basis, the market is always changing. On a year-to-year basis, the money's always changing. You're never going to stay the highest paid player at a position for very long in the NFL because everybody's piggybacking off of that. The Dolphins went out there and they started a new trend of paying someone over $15 million per season. A guy who was at the back end of top 20 in the NFL, and then the Dolphins yeah, go let's out. let's not go by that. We all knew how good he was when they signed him to that contract. No one was like, whoa, you overpaid for him. Everyone knew he was the top corner, and at that time, corners were getting big money. But couldn't you argue that Byron Jones' addition is why Xavier Howard saw so many balls last year? He had the opportunity to pick off 10 passes because Byron Jones was locked down on the other side. Like I'll give you an example. A guy who's currently on the Dolphins, Craven LeBlanc, Bell Glade product, uh, played at FAU for four seasons. In the late stages of his career, he had seven targets his junior year and six targets his senior year because no quarterback, no matter the conference, no matter the team, wanted to throw his way. And that allowed... Big-time numbers on the other side to be Mm -hmm. put up. And that's where first-team all-conference USA, like Dijon Smith was someone who was a recipient, and he was a great corner in his own right. But Cravon being on one side certainly helped the process of DJ being able to be a ball hawk. Can't that apply here where Byron Jones is so good, who was rated higher, who was significantly higher 
than Xavier Howard. The season that Howard signed his contract with the Dolphins, isn't that a potential reason why Xavier Howard saw the action he did last year? But when Howard wasn't being thrown at, because he wasn't at one point, because he was so good, he performed, right? A lot of times you see guys go to these, get the free agent deal and they go to a new team, then they get thrown at and they get picked on and you're like, oh, why'd you pay that corner? All the-? I'm a Jets fan. It happens to a corner every three years. Yeah. We sign a guy, then he, all of a sudden he's the number one and he's getting thrown at rather than the other way and he's getting picked on. Well, you Howard's were- not getting picked on because he's picking off passes. You were part of this as a Jets fan with Darrell Revis. Uh, Darrell Revis went through a similar thing with his contract, and we've seen this often on the defensive side of the ball. Earl Thomas went through a similar thing and then broke his leg, and he had the infamous flick-off of Pete Carroll as he's being rolled off the field. Josh Norman went through something similar. Le'Veon Bell on the offensive side just decided flat out, I don't want the Steelers anymore. I'm sitting out a year, uh, and then ended up with the Jets. Uh, But here, this is complicated because Chris Greer and the Dolphins attempt to do the right thing at the time, and that's make him the highest-paid corner in the NFL. That's significant. The overture was there. Now, the guaranteed money being third in the league at that point, that stands out a little bit. But again, he's making $15.5 million per season. No other corner had ever made that money in the history of the league. And then, fast forward two years, and you're unhappy with that deal, even though that's the natural progression of how sports work. You're going to have a contract, and then someone's going to make more than you. And then someone's going to make more than you. And then someone's going to make more than you. It happens with quarterbacks I, all the time. I don't think it's about someone making more, though. See, that's where we disagree. And and I think because he put in the part about his teammate. That's where it's like, all right, well, you're bringing up your teammate making more than you. I think he was throwing that in the show. Look, this is how disrespected I am, that not only am I not the highest paid player in the league, I'm not even on my own team, and they won't even renegotiate so, with me. But what I think the, it was more of like, a, I wish he left that part out. What should the Dolphins have done when they signed Byron Jones, sit down at the table and say, hey, you know that thing that we uh, we gave you last year? Like, hey, you want to restructure it, and uh, you can blow up our cap, but that's fine. We want to make sure that you're higher paid than Byron Jones. But he's also come out and said that he they've offered restructuring deals that just makes more guaranteed now, but also lowers the cap number for now. Xavier Howard signed. Yes, has. yes, that's what I'm saying. So he he's trying to say, like, we've tried to do things that are team-friendly, too. They're just not renegotiating. I think this is a case of the Dolphins know he's worth that money, but they don't want to spend that much on one position. Because you get into that fold where, hey, man, we can't be spending $30 million on corners before we get to our, our nickel corner, our dime corner. Because now you look at the NFL and how it's played, you have three safeties on the field sometimes, four corners on the field sometimes. We have the game has sped up because of the influx of spread offenses you need more faster guys. You have to spend more money. They have almost $30 million locked into two dudes. That's where I think the Dolphins are like, hey, if we can get out of this, let's get out of it. I don't think the Dolphins are mad that he's holding out. I they think they're happy. happy. I think they're saying, good, you put it on, you put it out there. Now when we trade you, we save public face too. Well, there's no doubt that Xavier Howard is an elite player. He's an elite corner. But the business standpoint, the money standpoint, you're right, Coquel. I, I mean, the Dolphins have a lot of money tied up at that position, and they notably have salary cap issues. They've been unloading players this offseason because they've been trying to uh, become salient with the cap. But that leads to this. Did it have to come to this? Why is it at this point? Who's to blame for this? Is it Xavier Howard who signed something he wasn't comfortable with? As he said last night in that letter, he said that, and then, again, quote, this is what he what he said about the contract, about what he had signed. Uh, my experience with the Dolphins the past few seasons has taught me that in 2018 I signed an extension that I'll admit 
I didn't completely understand or feel comfortable with. Who's that on? Is that Xavier Howard? Is that his ex-agent? It's... Are the Dolphins to blame for this thing? Chris Greer for not bunching now, saying, sorry, man, you signed the deal. You're on your own. Go play. Who's to blame for this Xavier Howard Dolphins divorce? And what do the Dolphins do now? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. And this goes past just a discussion about the Dolphins. This is about respect in the workplace. Mm. Like, this can be applied to... The workplace, like say uh, two years ago, I, I I got an opportunity here at ESPN West Palm and oh, Ken, here you go. Like here's here's a, a half hour and you can do something with it, do whatever you want with it. And uh, congratulations, here's your opportunity. But then we've got eight, nine sponsors that jump aboard in two years time. And uh, I'm like, hey, I've made the company some money. Like This is a good thing. Can I get bumped up a little bit? And they're like, well, you signed the deal, and it was for five years. I mean, understandably, I'd be like, what the hell? And I, this is just me in a hypothetical. I promise this is not something that actually literally happened. Yeah, if but you were saying one hour to two hours, that would be a totally different story. <laughs> he said a half hour uh-huh. to one hour, so no one can figure out what Ken's trying to say. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, but but you can apply this to your real life. You can apply this to, to your, your actual life. Now, when it comes to the contract, because there's been a lot of harping on Xavier Howard saying that he signed something that he wasn't comfortable with. Do you put that on the agent or the player? Like where? Be, aren't you at least as the player? Aren't you asking questions? Aren't you making sure that that what you're signing is something that you're good with? And I'm curious. Xavier Howard never actually comes out and says what he's upset with, except alluding to the guaranteed money. Like that. That appears to be the only thing he's not comfortable with. And I don't know if that's enough to really be looking like you're on the right side of this this confrontation. I think it is. If I'm in the NFL, I'm not playing without guaranteed money. I'm just not. Not in a league where they, you're putting your body on the line. Your career could be over any play. Any one of the 100 snaps a game, your career could be done. And you have no guaranteed money in the next two years. And your worth is one of the top players. I wouldn't play if I was him. But with the contract and him signing it, I think we'd have to dive deeper into his relationship with his agent. At what age? Because he's 28 now. That was signed three years ago, so he was 25. His first contract was probably a couple years earlier. So he was just a kid at that point. Yeah. And maybe his agent had taken care of him right the whole time. And who knows if his agent wanted more money up front for himself and kind of told him, no, 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 this will be taken care of. I'll renegotiate. I got you. I got you. I got you. Don't you worry about it. X, man, I got you. We, we're going to have no issues here in three years. And then he trusted the guy who took him from a, a kid to a very wealthy adult. And then that guy couldn't come through. And even though he didn't feel comfortable, he probably said, you know what, Ken, you, you've been my agent. You've done me right. I'm going to trust in you. And that guy could have screwed him over. There is something to be said for an organization if they do truly value you. And if this was a quarterback, this would be a totally different conversation that would be taking over national headlines. But because it's a corner it's not quite at that spot uh, unless you're here in South Florida. But there's something to be said for an organization doing the right thing. Like The Dolphins would be doing the right thing, correct, if they offered him the guaranteed money that he's looking for, considering the production he gave them, considering what he's been able to do. You make a great point where, yeah, you've got a lot of money tied up over there, but don't the best organizations, the ones that stand out the most, the ones that have the most success – Aren't they sort of looking out for their guys? Or they get out before it's too late. They may say, we have a number one corner. We can get a number two. 
we have a defensive head coach who probably thinks some of the success is because of him and his schemes. You know, coaches have egos. Even at down to the high school level, when but I was do you think this is a Brian coach. Flores thing? I think it's a little bit of the whole organization. Sometimes when you're when you're when you're running something properly, you start to believe in your own hype, and you start saying, "Hey, it's not about the players." We saw that with um, college coach who went to the pros, did really good. Oregon coach used to be New Hampshire's OC. Ah. New Hampshire's OC. That's what you're going to tell me, Chip Kelly. Okay, Chip Kelly. We saw that with him, where he was just too smart for his own system. Like he thought. I don't care. I'll cut everybody because I'm Chip Kelly, yeah. and I'll run out Ken Levick at wide receiver, and Coquel's going to play right guard. Oh, I'm fat. I have to be a guard now. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like he thought he could do all that and just do his own system, and that would always work. We don't know if that's the case, but right now they're like, we don't need to pay all these corners because it's our system that's creating these turnovers. You realize you could have just said UCLA head coach Chip Kelly, right? Hey, who think, is, when you think of Chip Kelly, is that what you think of? Much more than New Hampshire offensive coordinator. Ooh, I'm a high, I'm a former high school coach, and I know where all of the college coaches were. I mean, I did just sit down with former Middle Tennessee defensive back coach Manny Diaz. <laughs> oh, you loser! Stop flexing on me like that. Uh, but what do the Dolphins do now from here? Who's to blame for this divorce between Xavier and Howard and the Dolphins? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And what do the Dolphins do now? I think you just cut bait. It's a corner. He's an elite corner. Ten interceptions last year. But I do think you could probably muster two first-round picks for him, right? It's a bad look that the Dolphins aren't going to make a concession to him. That's on Chris Greer. I don't think that's on Brian Flores. I saw a couple of tweets saying that, man, there's always acrimonious endings to some of these relationships in the Brian Flores area. Mika Fitzpatrick, I'll give you Brian Flores. But Xavier Howard, I think this is all Chris Greer. I think this is all front office. So I say now, like, you're too far in. You got to deal him. You just got to deal him and hope you can make use of more first-round picks coming your way. Where did Flores come from? The Patriots. What do they do with players? Do they have feelings? <laughs> No, they didn't have feelings during their during their emotion, their time. They didn't have feelings at all. They no. are robots, so they don't care. But Xavier and but Howard, it's a job. It's but, a job. They got to do their job too, right? But I also don't think Brian Flores, because I think Brian Flores is getting a little bit of blame or assumed blame on this when this has nothing to do with him. I don't think Xavier Howard's contract and his unhappiness has anything to do because I would argue Brian Flores' defensive system has an awful hell of a lot to do with Xavier Howard's production. But that that could be why Flores has part of the blame is because he thinks. Hey, don't worry about it. Get rid of him. I got a guy. I can I, plug I, and play. I can put Cravon in there. In this system, Cravon's gonna Cravon's gonna excel. And and I don't. I hate to get like too in the minutia here. Cravon's more of like a slot corner. My point is, I just picked the. Sorry, I don't know the other four corners on the Dolphins. <laughs> I usually look at the other team's corners. Pick off Tua, but you know that's <laughs> uh, that's usually what I'm paying attention to. Uh, <laughs> Who's to blame for the Dolphins Xavier Howard divorce? What do the Dolphins do now? What should they do with X? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Craven's Twitter. more of a slot. He's a nickel corner. At ESPN West Palm, Ken Levick, a live featuring Coke presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Craven LeBlanc went to FAU. He's elite. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, that's 
Elite. With Dr. Jim Reardon at the helm, sign up for spring semester courses now. You can do them remote or do them on campus in Boca Raton. This is your path to the sports industry. This is the red carpet to the sports industry. And don't worry about a lack of respect uh, like is perceived with the Dolphins and Xavier and Howard. If you respect the process of the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, you're going to find your job in the sports industry. Why? Because the proof is there and because they're teaching firsthand knowledge. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Simone Biles looks as if she is out of the Olympics completely for mental health reasons. Is this the right move? And what now is her legacy? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.